Brother Leo here. What will happen if we reject the mark of the beast? Will we be killed or will we survive? The Bible seems to talk about two different groups of believers in the end times. Today, Brother Jack looks at some of the characteristics of both groups and suggests that what we do right now may have bearing on which group we belong to. Let's hear what he has to say. Will everyone who rejects the mark of the beast be killed? Is it possible to survive the Great Tribulation? Hi, I'm Brother Jack, and in this video we're going to examine what appear to be two different groups of people in the end times. One that has God's miraculous protection during the Great Tribulation, and one that does not. The Mark of the Beast is one of the most important issues in Bible prophecy, as it will end up affecting the entire population of the world. On the one hand, not taking the mark will make it impossible to buy or sell anything. On the other, taking it, according to the book of Revelation, means that you will suffer the pure wrath of God. Now, whenever we consider teachings based on the book of Revelation, it is important to remember that much of it is open to interpretation. While we should do our best to understand the message of the Revelation, it is important not to close ourselves to other ways of seeing certain passages, nor to claim that we have the only correct interpretation. Having said that, it is generally understood that just before Jesus returns, there will be a time of great trouble, often referred to as the Great Tribulation, during which those who have rejected the mark of the beast will be persecuted and hunted down. In the Revelation, a picture is given of martyrs throughout history who have suffered for proclaiming God's message and who are waiting for God's justice to be done. They are given white robes and told to wait until their fellow servants and brethren should be killed and suffer as they did. The fellow servants that should be killed and suffer as they did appear to be a great multitude that no one can number who were mentioned in the following chapter, where it says that they have come out of the Great Tribulation and washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. According to Revelation 20 verse 4, most of these are beheaded for rejecting the mark. This gives us a sobering picture of the cost we need to be prepared to pay for rejecting that mark of the beast without which nobody will be able to buy or sell. Jesus' call to take up our cross and follow him, and his warning that we will be hated by all and persecuted as a result of our commitment to him, will climax in this time of great persecution. We need to be praying seriously for the courage to take a stand for Christ and lose our lives for his sake, refusing to accept the mark of the beast at all costs. Now there seems to be another group of people who will have God's miraculous protection during the Great Tribulation, although membership in this group is fairly limited. But before we look at the qualities of this second group, it is important to understand that all of us, as Christians, are called to take up our cross and follow Christ. Even if there is a chance that we will be able to escape persecution in the end times, it is much safer spiritually to prepare for the worst and let God sort out our protection than to put our hopes in an easy ride, only to be confronted later with a harsh reality we did not prepare for. 
So, do not be quick to assume you'll be part of the protected group, because it does seem to be an exception to the rule and is likely reserved only for those who show evidence that they were already prepared to lay down their lives for God, as we will see shortly in the description of their qualities. In chapter 12 of the Revelation, we hear about a woman who we believe represents the people of God. This spiritual Israel is comprised of all sincere believers from the past and those who are completely committed to Christ today. For more detailed information on this topic, watch Who is the Woman in the Wilderness in Revelation 12, published on the End Time Survivors channel. A link appears in the description of this video. This woman, says the prophecy, will be persecuted by the devil in the last days, but will be able to escape fleeing to the wilderness with the wings of a great eagle to a place prepared for her by God, where she will be sustained for the time of the great tribulation. It says that the devil will try to persecute her, but when he realizes he cannot destroy her, he will make war with the remnants of her seed, those who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. The remnant that keep the commandments and have the testimony of Jesus appear to be that great multitude mentioned before, the one that comes out of the Great Tribulation. It is said that they keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Whereas with the 144,000 people who escape to the wilderness and who are further described in chapters 7 and 14 of the Revelation, it is said that they follow the Lamb wherever he goes. There seems to be little difference between the two descriptions. Obeying God and Jesus are characteristics of both groups. So why do there appear to be two groups of Christians in the end times? One that is protected and another that is not. We cannot know for sure, and there really is nothing that can guarantee that we will be part of the protected group. Ultimately, that is for God to decide but it seems quite possible that the great multitude are people who waited until the Great Tribulation started to take seriously the need to obey Christ, and that this is why the Revelation says specifically that they came out of the Great Tribulation, whereas the woman in the wilderness and the 144,000 could represent people who were totally committed to following Christ before the Great Tribulation started. Now, the following passages are open to interpretation and may not necessarily be referring directly to the end times, since they were originally referring to churches in the first century. But in Revelation chapter 3, the differences between the message to the Church of Philadelphia and the Church of Laodicea may shed further light on more of the spiritual qualities of both groups. To the Church of Philadelphia, Jesus says, I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door, and no one can shut it. For you have a little strength, and you have kept my word, and have not denied my name. Because you have kept the word of my patience, I will also keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world, to test those who dwell on the earth. If this is a promise of protection during the Great Tribulation, it is directed specifically at those who have not rejected Jesus' teachings, but have persevered in obeying him, which are similar qualities to those of the 144,000 that follow the Lamb wherever he goes, and who are also promised protection during the Great Tribulation. Whereas to the Church of Laodicea, he says, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. 
I wish that you were cold or hot, so that because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say, I am rich, have become wealthy and need of nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich, and white garments, that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. It is clear that the lukewarmness he is talking about has to do with materialism. It has to do with trying to serve both God and material things, with thinking that the things you can buy with money that the system gives you in exchange for your life, that is, in exchange for your time, have value. Jesus counsels the lukewarm Christians to refine their faith in the fire and to buy from him white clothing. Could this be a reference to needing to go through the great tribulation to purify their faith, to become part of that great multitude that comes out of the great tribulation and washes their clothes white in the blood of the Lamb? It seems that God will send the great tribulation as a purifying fire and time of trial for the whole world, forcing everyone to, at last, make a decision to be either 100% on the side of Christ or 100% on the side of the system, governed by Satan. The Great Tribulation is not a punishment on behalf of God. Rather, it is the last opportunity that God gives to everyone to define their allegiance to Christ. It may help some lukewarm Christians and people who were not Christians at all to finally make a decision to follow Christ. Many sincere believers will be killed during that time, and they are promised a great reward for their faithfulness in not bowing down to the final Antichrist system. However, most of the world will be on the side of the system and will give in to the temptation to accept the mark of the beast. Will you be part of those who succumb to the pressure to accept the mark of the beast because you have never calculated the cost of following Christ, or because you decided that it was optional? If you are not willing to lose your possessions, your family, your reputation, and even your own life, even when you are forced to do so, you will end up taking the mark of the beast in order to save a physical life that will end up, sooner or later, facing the pure wrath of God. And if you believe that you would never accept the mark, how long are you going to wait before you forsake all in obedience to Jesus and start living by faith? Are you going to wait until the last moment while everyone else is lining up to accept the mark? If you find it hard to make this decision now, when it is relatively easy, do you think you will have the courage to do so then, when it will be so much more difficult? But why wait until then? You are gambling with the future, delaying a decision to follow Christ without knowing if you will even live tomorrow. And meanwhile, you are missing out on the abundant life that Jesus promised to those that follow him now. Why not forsake now that which you are going to have to leave behind sooner or later anyway, and invest it all in the kingdom of heaven? Why not give the rest of your life to following the Lamb wherever he goes right now, and to keeping his word and not denying his name? It may not guarantee you protection during the Great Tribulation, but it will bring you closer to having the qualities described for those to whom such a promise is made. Take heed to yourselves 
lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life, and so that day come upon you unawares. For as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore, and pray always, that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass, and to stand before the Son of Man. Don't delay in making a decision to follow Christ wherever he leads today.